podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The world is waiting, waiting for new thinking, for bold ideas that embrace a globally connected community, working together to create a better future for all. And that future, it can be found here at UC Riverside. Here, you'll join a community where diversity equals vitality where support and empowerment lifts spirits and propels ideas forward. Fearless, innovative, connected. UC Riverside. Bold hearts, brilliant minds. So I'm Jerry, and I'm here with Mark and Barry. Hi guys. Hi Jerry. Hi, Hi Mark. Hi Jerry. Hi Barry. Hello everyone. Hi everyone. Can I give a shout to the wife and kids who are watching as well? <laughs> no shame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there we go. Um, okay, so since April um, this year, we've been podcasting a Celtic A to Z, just going through all the the great players, great figures, great games, iconic moments of our magical and unbroken history. Uh, today we're going to focus on our, our very proud record in the Scottish Cup. We're already the most successful club in the competition's history. And by some distance. Yeah, by a decent, by a decent margin, yeah. Uh, and tomorrow we're going for our 40th triumph. So in our episodes, we normally each nominate a player or a game, an artefact or a wild card or something, uh, make a case for it to go into our A to Z. Today we're doing it slightly differently. Um, we're each going to propose a couple of nominations um, but also take you through all our Scottish Cup triumphs as well and hopefully reach a consensus on what's the, the greatest Celtic Scottish Cup moment. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So Which is going to be very much argued. <laughs> <laughs> I know, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll kind of open that up to you as well. We'll let us know if we, if we get that right or horribly wrong. Uh, so I've explained that properly, boys. Is that kind of... Yeah, it's a good overview, Jerry. Yeah. what we do. Good. OK, cool. Uh, let's make a start then. So we'll kick off with a nomination before we start taking you through some of the history. So Barry, I think... Come to yeah, I'm going to do the first nomination. So my first nomination is the most recent one that we're going to speak about in today's podcast. And it's from 2017. I mean, I'm starting with the big gun here. I'm starting with you know, <laughs> the, the pivotal moment in the last few years. The game that capped off the Invincible treble. Yeah. But before I talk about that, let's go back a year. So this put us in a bit of context. We had a horrible, horrible afternoon at Hampden Park. We lost in penalties to Rangers. The yes. missed penalty was from the big Australian Tom Rogic. <laughs> yep. And I mean, it was heartbreaking. It was gutting. I just felt, you know, where are we going from here at this point? And then in that summer, Brendan Rodgers comes in and the club just has a... It's just renewed almost. It was such a great There's feeling. There's a big change, club. isn't there? Yeah. It's kind of more yeah. realistic, isn't it? Aye, it's... We've talked, I guess, throughout the series about defining moments 
in the club's history, and that, that's obviously one of the most recent Absolutely. ones, I guess. And then, as I say, not to go on too much about it, but then we go forward a year, and we've got the same player, you know, Tom Rogic, scoring the winning goal, and a team which has just been completely reju- regenerated, rejuvenated, even. Yeah. And it's just it's a memory that will just live with me for as long as I, as long <laughs> as I live. Um, and I remember I could see it in my mind's eye, Tom Rogic with that ball running through in the last minute. Yeah. Sticking it <laughs> at the back of the net. I think I'm shooting square, square <laughs> my limited yeah. knowledge. <laughs> and the thing as well about that cup final as well, Aberdeen were clearly the second best team in the country oh, yeah, at that yeah. point. They had a, I mean, a good team, you're talking Johnny Hayes, you know, Kenny McLean, Niall McGinn, you know, they were a proper solid team. Yep. Don't get wrong, Celtic were phenomenal that year, miles better than everybody else. Ah, but hmm. it was a proper occasion and I remember being there thinking, this is great, you know, we've got the two best teams in the country competing for the final well the thing is I mean Aberdeen they hadn't really laid a glove on us albeit you know you're right they were second but I think we'd beat them like four times in the league we beat them in the league cup but you're right that was yeah. you felt that was their moment obviously they went 1-0 up as well and they did a glorious mm-hmm. moment about an hour into the game but they could have taken the lead but then mm. the last 10 minutes is just wave after wave after wave of Celtic attack and Celtic probably could have ended up winning that game 5 or 6-1 if Scott <laughs> Sinclair had shooting boots on that oh, day yeah. but yeah, for me, the reason I'm nominated is just it was so emotional. I remember I was pretty much in tears at the final whistle. <laughs> I'm getting emotional now just even thinking about it. It's just, it's just oh, it was so happy just compared to where we'd been the year before and where, you know, the future at that point just looked so bright. And oh, I love it, I love it, I love it so much. I think that moment when you realise you're loving through Celtic history, isn't it? Well, an undefeated treble, you know, an invincible treble, it's highly unlikely we're going to see that again. So you're right, it's a it's a pretty special one. And that moment with Tommy Rogic, right, the the, the legend of lightning striking. Ah, well, the park. I mean it was a horrible, it was a strange, strange day because you had the weather, which is like sunshine, and then it was, you know, a storm basically, and then you had the lightning coming in after we scored. And then you've got the bit with you know, Kieran Tierney going off as well and then coming back on to grab the trophy. Yep. It's just it's just fairy tale stuff. Doped up to the eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Running up the stairs at Hamden High. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, was, it was it was a great moment, and I guess uh, that was the first of this great run of. Fact, yeah, uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can yeah sort it out tomorrow and complete that quadruple. Excellent. Okay, so twenty seventeen then, uh, and that Tommy Rogic goal. That's the the first nomination. I'm going to take you through, I guess, the the early years of the club now and start our initial successes in the Scottish Cup, so leading up to the First World War. Um, the first final uh, we were in was actually the 88-89 season, so the season of our formation, we, we ended up getting beat by third Lanark in the final, but reason, it's not a bad start. Yeah, it but yeah, three years later we have our first trophy, um, uh, 80-92 Scottish Cup, we beat Queen's Park 5-1. And one of the early greats of the club, Sandy McMahon, gets a hat trick that day. Oh, did he? Well, that, yeah, there's, there seems to be some debate. Well, my, my, my Bible, my Celtic 95 96 <laughs> pocket annual suggests it was two goals from Sandy McMahon and an own goal. And an own so, goal. Mate, I don't think there's any footage <laughs> of it, so you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make your own mind up on it. Give him the benefit of doubt. Give him his hat trick, surely. Hat-trick. But what a player, Sandy McMahon, though. Oh, yeah. Goal. Yeah. yeah, you're right, one of the kind of early superstars of... Of Celtic, the game was actually replayed, so we, we actually beat them one 0 um, in the first final, and it was ordered to be replayed because of crowd encroachment. Um, and then we beat them five one, so you know, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit odd uh, that you play a game, get a result, and then say that nah, yeah. again. I guess that happened. Uh, a few years later, so eighteen ninety nine, the first Old Firm final, uh, we won two 0 against Rangers. So 
not a bad way to end the century, I suppose. Uh, and then retain it the following year, 4-3 v Queen's Park. Seven goal thriller. Yeah, it's a, it's a cracker. And I think it's, we've said before on our series, I think in, in those early years, the Scottish Cup's probably the main event uh, rather than the league. Yeah, the league's still in its infancy, isn't it? Really, just getting, yeah. getting going. And I think, that, you know, there's amateur teams like Queen's Park. Uh, we talked about Celtic becoming professional in the mid-1890s and that kind of early boardroom wrangle and that. But uh, Queen's Park, they were leaving teams like this. The amateur teams are still, you know, very much a force in the Scottish Cup. Yeah. Not so much in the I league. I mean, the, the, the Scottish Cup is your ambition at the start of the season at that time. And yeah. that's what you want to win. Certainly up until probably the turn of the century. Yep. Um, lost a couple of finals in the, the early years of the um, the 20th century, 102. Yeah. Uh, then another old firm final, 1904, against Rangers, beating 3 2. It's a Jimmy Quinn hat trick. I think that was a real hat trick. I've got no complaints about that one. No, I've, I've spoken to the people and it's a genuine hat trick. Good stuff. Uh, so and yeah, for Jimmy Quinn, do you know what I mean? A hat trick in a, in a final against Rangers, that's, that's brilliant. So if you miss it, really? Yeah, the Croy Express is that not right from our nicknames episode? We did uh, uh, had a wee bit of nicknames. nicknames yeah. I think the Croy Express is one of them. <laughs> um, yep. So a couple of back-to-back wins: oh seven, oh eight, three 0 against Hearts, five one again v St Mirren. Uh, and then a very interesting year, nineteen oh nine. Um, don't know if you are aware of what happened. It's like disturbance at some point. <laughs> I think that's what you could maybe call it. Yeah. So there was there was two games. I think it was two each first game, and then one each. Uh, and then there was a riot. <laughs> this is against Rangers, yeah. Yeah, yeah against yeah. Rangers, and, and the cup was withheld. So 1909, officially, there's no winner. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've read before that it was the fans, rather than a riot between the supporters, it was more a riot against the SFA because, and the clubs themselves, because the supporters believed that they were fixing the result, so they could just have a final and another final and another final just to make more money. Make more money. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not impossible. I suppose, yeah. Well, Particularly in those early days, I'm sure there was a few shenanigans going I on at certain places. I think that's where the, the term old firm started to come out, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was the media one that appeared the suggestion that they were running the same. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, so 1909... Who knows who's, who's to blame or what exactly went on there. It's probably it's, their fault. That's the way it's proven it's probably their fault. Well, let's leave that there, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a great era for the club, though, that, that kind of six in a row going into the 1910s when a few more cups leading up to the outbreak of the First World War. So 1911 beat Hamilton 2-0, uh, following year 2-0 against Clyde. And then 1914 against Hibs, 4-1. And you just look at the names in that team, in that great six-in-a-row team. Patsy Gallagher, Jimmy McMenemy, Ali McNeil. These are the guys we've, we've spoke about on the podcast, yeah. just proper legends of the club. You know, guys like McMenemy, you know, gave his whole career to Celtic and you know, was effectively manager in the 30s as well. Um, so it's Yeah, that's right. And the cups are so important because they're going towards, fingers crossed, at another... One tomorrow. That's it. They all, they all count. They all count. I know you're right. They're, they're numbers, but one through nine or something there. So yeah, so important for us. For tomorrow. Um, okay, so leave the the history ones for a moment. I'll, I'll throw in the the second nomination, and I'm going to nominate uh, 2001, the 2000 2001 season, which is probably my favourite season. Yeah, <laughs> in I love it. Terms of Celtic history. The sun shone every single day. <laughs> it that, did. That season. <laughs> I was 18, 19 years old. Yeah. What's not to love? You know, it's a great period. Like I mean, you're 18, 19, you've got a great Celtic team to support as yep. well because like, it just makes all the difference. After years of not having a great one, yeah, yeah it was nice. Well, exactly, yeah, because you grew up in the 90s and you know, obviously we'll get to the 90s at some point, there's not a lot of success there. Um, but yeah, so Martin O'Neill coming in, Barry, you talked about 2016 to 2017 mm-hmm. and 
I guess just taking it from that mm. that kind of low moment. Um, we'd lost the league by what you know twenty odd points. Uh, year twenty one points. Aye. Yeah, um, and then Martin O'Neill comes in. Obviously turns it around. So I'm not sure anything will surpass that for me. If you look at the team we had, guys, you know Henry Larson, obviously. Um, Lambert, Sutton, Maravchik, Lennon, Thompson. I mean, they're all top quality European yeah. players. Yeah. And defenders, I mean, we had real defenders back then. Mialbi, Valharan, Ramon Vega. That Ramon was Vega. I'm not sure I would class Ramon Vega as a top quality defender. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was good. For <laughs> 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 uh, But just, you know, big, rock solid guys. And back, you know, guys like Boyd as well, you know, so experienced. Yeah. That's it. Well, that's it. We had Alan Stubbs and Tom Boyd in the bench, actually. Mm-hmm. Think. Stubbs hardly played that season. Yeah. So it's. Real, I guess, quality all over the park. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'd won the league at a canter. Some great games along the way as well. No less the the six two game. The cry was no defenders. That one, uh, brilliant. Had a great t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're going for our first treble since Jockstein and I guess the, the Lisbon Lions team, but nineteen sixty nine. Uh, in truth, it's probably never really in doubt. You know, we're. You say that, but you never know. It's a one-off cup game, isn't it? It's a cliche, isn't yeah. it? But you're right. We've been yeah. there before. You know, mm. games would be fine. But I know you. I know what you mean. Our confidence was so high that day. Yeah, the team was so good. That... And we get, you know, so Mike Murray obviously gets the first goal. He actually didn't start. He came on for Maravchik. I, I remember. It's a, I remember. My recollection of that game is actually being in the pub, which I probably shouldn't say. But <laughs> being in the pub, absolutely rammed full of people. It cheers everywhere. You know, big screen. And Matt Namara, I remember seeing the ball going through to him, and I stood up on a seat, <laughs> and I blocked the view for about thirty people. <laughs> so I never the, forget the opening goal. I felt really bad about it after it, but um, ah, it was. This is your opportunity to apologise. If anyone's apologising, nothing. Because remember, Matt Namara well scored a double a couple of weeks earlier at Easter Road as well. Did five two. I had a bit of form as goal scoring. Yeah, and uh, I remember the Hibs manager at the time saying. You know, they they kind of plan to contend with Maravchik. They knew we were going to play Maravchik, and then when he went off and we brought McNamara on, it just becomes a totally different game. So yeah, totally different players did. doing different things. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Um, so McNamara gets the first goal, and then second half a double from from Henrik three 0 and it, yeah, pretty pretty comprehensive uh, victory. Brilliant celebration, like you were saying, we've been eighteen nineteen. It felt like you were out, you know, a semi final or a final almost every week yeah. at that point, and you could go out and celebrate. You know, it's like you say, you know. It was just such a great, great period, you know, growing up. Yeah, I actually phoned in. So I think we worked together. Oh, well, we point. did work yeah. together. Yeah, you phoned in sick. I didn't have the guts to phone in sick, so I got your friend to do it for me and pretend. This week on the Marketers Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct to consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Was my mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then turned up at work the next day and we're like, aye, so I sit with you, Barry. Aye, aye, aye. I'm over it now, though. It's all right. I'm all right. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Up all night, you know. Yeah. Really, yeah, phone in sick for the, the pub toilet. There's yeah. bedlam going on outside. <laughs> I think that was probably possibly the first day I experienced a huddle in the street as well, stopping traffic for a huddle. And I've done huddles all over the world now, but I think that was the first one. <laughs> so, very good time. Good memories. Yep. Okay, so um, we'll move on our next successes, I guess, in the, the interwar years. Um, 
it's not as glorious a period for Celtic. Um, picking up after World War One, next success comes 1923. Uh, we Hibs 1-0 and then a couple of years later we're back 2-1 uh, against Dundee. It's one of the most legendary moments in our history, which we'll hear about a little later. <laughs> yep. um, also, interesting note, that was our 11th success um, and so that at that point we overtake Queen's Park and from then on we are the most successful club in the Scottish Cup so almost 100 years on we've been the most successful team I think Queen's Park are still sore about it probably yeah. <laughs> they, they never really recovered from that. <laughs> you don't hear much about it um, yeah a few years later 1927 3-1 v East Fife East Fife in a Scottish Cup mm-hmm. final yeah it's bizarre isn't it I think you see that a lot in the early days though like yeah. you see wins against Clyde and you know, Clyde. Hamilton and so forth yeah 80 odd thousand people at the game as well, Celtic East Fife. Celtic lost a Scottish <laughs> Cup tie athlete one time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't remember you bringing that up. Um, yeah, so moving into the 30s now, 1931, 4 uh, 2 against Motherwell. Um, and we've spoken about this earlier in our series too, but there's a, there's a great team photo of that day with the Scottish Cup. And it's got guys like Jimmy, Jimmy McGrory, John Thompson, Peter Scarf, Chick Geatons, Willie Mealy, of course, is in there. It's just a it's a really iconic image, you know, all, all these guys together and winning the cup. And yeah, such a sadness as well, though. Of yeah, guys like Thompson and Peter Scott died at really yeah. young ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just in the, yeah in the coming years, that was the kind of last. I guess that 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 team was together. Obviously, it's the following season. I guess the tragedy uh, with, with John Thompson. Um, yeah, so a few years later, another final, one uh, 0 against Motherwell, and then 1937, we beat Aberdeen two one and. Do you know why that game's particularly significant? Record attendance. It is. It's a, it's a European record, so not only a, a Scottish or a British record. It's actually it's the largest crowd ever for a European football match. Hundred and forty-seven thousand people. <laughs> I mean, you can't. It's hard to get your head around that, isn't that's, it? You know, that's just insane. I know you. I mean, we come from near Glasgow, and you see where Hamden is. I mean, it's quite a small stadium now, relatively speaking. But trying to imagine, you know, almost one hundred fifty thousand people in that space. It's just. That's I mean, wonderful. Can you imagine shooting the size at half time? <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. to the game. <laughs> I know, tragic. Um, but yeah, so, happily we won it. I mean, it would be a pretty sour note if we'd, if we'd lost that game. Interesting, yeah. like, it's not, not Celtic related, but I mean, some of the attendances at that period are just. I mean, even when Celtic aren't involved, I was looking up a final. It's a bit later on, I think it's actually in the late 50s or early 60s, and there's a final between Motherwell and Dundee, and 130,000 people turned up for it. And mm. I'm trying to get my head around it. Well, there's not 130,000 people in Motherwell. Who even goes to the game? Is it just the day out? We just go to the Scottish Cup final regardless of who's playing? Maybe, yeah. Mm. And, and, you know, well, good on them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right, there's, there's a period, there's about 30, 40 year period where there was like over 100,000 folk at Hamden Finals, or 90, 100,000 folk, and um, yeah, it's, it's kind of glory days of Scottish football almost. Um, okay, so that, that kind of takes us up to the, the Second World War then, so we'll We'll pause there for a moment and get our, our third nomination. Mark, coming to you. Thanks, Jerry. So, my nomination is for the 95 Scottish Cup final. So yep. This is a game where we, we beat Airdrie 1-0. Big Pierre scores in the ninth minute. It's a classic. It is. <laughs> it's not a football classic. <laughs> no. It's a classic Pierre goal. You know, big ball in the box. It's a great uh, Tosh, Tosh McKinley, isn't it? Yeah. What uh, are yards? <laughs> I love the goal itself is great the cross and the header yeah. is brilliant but just been generally I watched the full game recently and there's barely two passes put together I, I think it was a high pressure game because you yep. think November previous year you know we lose a cup final to Rovers I'm sure that was the players back of their minds 
Airdrie no harm to them weren't renowned for their style of football I mean I think what they call it agricultural style <laughs> would be maybe a compliment <laughs> to, to refer to that Airdrie team I think is it 100 yellow cards he got and I think that, that <laughs> well, they were brutal yeah I mean um, let's be honest <laughs> so it was, it was a huge final because it's the first trophy after the takeover in 94 mm-hmm. we had six years without a trophy which is just incredible <laughs> in your I know we went periods longer than that without it but you know, in a modern sense, that's a long time. In your formative years as a Celtic yeah. fan, it's an eternity. Yeah, for, <laughs> for us, I mean, it was pretty much our yeah. childhood, was watching Celtic get beat. <laughs> and what, yeah. And I remember feeling quite confident that game, and my dad reminded me, like, well, you know, let's just wait and see. Yep. Uh, and you can see how much the game meant. You think at full time, you've got, you know, Peter Grant and Bombay stay in tears. Yeah. You know, those iconic images from the Tommy game. Tommy Burns as well. Yeah, yeah. it just meant for anyone you wanted to be Tommy Burns to win that final. And I think there's a quote from Pierre saying that, he didn't know how much it meant to him until he saw the emotion mm. on the pitch. It was, I think it was a relief, wasn't it? We got our first trophy. Um, and uh, it took us four. It was huge. I mean, and I remember when we've been back, that was the year at Hamden, but we went back to Celtic Park the following season. I mean, and there was, there was this, been the share issue and so forth, but Celtic had basically sold out their season tickets yep. from, for the part of the stadium that they had built. Yeah. I remember my dad tried to get season tickets and we'd, he'd, we'd never had one before at that point. And we couldn't get them. Um, the first day, the first game back after that was a friendly against Newcastle. Ross Stewart was there. Yeah. They were showing off like the that Scottish Cup, yeah. and it was a glorious day. Um, yeah, and it just that whole feeling again. It was, just got done. Was, there was an advert that Celtic took out in the, the media, and it was said, "This is the beginning." Mm. Yeah, that sense that you know to think that you know that great learning quote in two thousand and eleven. That idea, this is kind of something it, good. Yeah. Yeah. and it kind of feels as if it's a birth of modern Celtic. At that point, ninety five, we've been through our difficult period in the nineties. We're, we're going back to where we belong. And actually, it was a really nice wee touch because Parky Bonner, although he didn't play that game, was actually Jockstein's last ever sign in the Celtic. So it's Jockstein's right. last ever sign that's still involved. In. Mm-hmm. So you get that nice wee bridge between you know the glory years and what we're going to then look forward to to further success. I'd put a wee shout out to Peter Grant as well because he played that whole game injured. Yeah. And he had like stitches yeah. right from his leg after. Just shows you his commitment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just bled Celtic. That day, literally, did. And yeah. you think between the 89 and 95, don't win anything, but the following six years in from 95, after you know the club gets back at its feet, uh, seven trophies, including the, the one you. So it just shows you how that period we're starting to get yeah. more success. We've got the Glory Boys in there as well, 97, 98. And just to sort of finish, there's a, a great story about Gordon Marshall, who perhaps wasn't the greatest ever keeper. Um, he would be. I'd, I'd have him in goals tomorrow. <laughs> 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 like, Gordon Marshall was a great story about him. That at full time he'd a winner's medal and Brian O'Neill hadn't been able to play because he'd been injured and he was quite emotional about it. And yep. Gordon Marshall gave him his winner's medal, so fair play to Gordon Marshall. I think that's a story. That's nice. Got to say, Gordon Marshall must be a fair age now, though. I'm not sure I'd pick him now. No, stick with Connor. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I think it just shows a nice. It's, it was a great. It's a great memory because it's Tommy Burns with the trophy, and it just feels for us, maybe our generation, this was the start of something good for us. Well, it's, and you're right. I think I mean 25 years since then. You're right, Barry. You think you said this a few weeks ago. We have been the dominant force in Scottish football over the last 25 years. Obviously, there's been some ups and downs in there, but you're right. That is the start of. The, the I mean, if you were to think about it, I mean, it feels like a kind of year zero type moment. That yep. this is a you know we were back you know, to where we should be. Excellent. Okay. Cheers, Mark. Um, okay, so moving on from Second World War, then it's this is a, a kind of less than successful period in our history. The, the post World War Two years. I think we were rank rotten. <laughs> I think that's a technical term. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did win in 1951. Um, another final we Motherwell, curiously. So one 0 against Motherwell. 
1954. I mean, there's still, I guess, a few, a couple of cup successes in there. Uh, two one against Aberdeen. Uh, yeah. Jock's Dean captain that day, so that's yeah. obviously his. Sean Fallon goal. That's right, Sean Fallon. Yeah, Billy Fairman. Yeah, these are great. You're right, just great names, great, great Celtic men. Um, that was 1954. We actually didn't win another Scottish Cup for 11 years, 1965. Um, but I think it would be remiss of us not to mention another cup final in those intervening years, which is the 1957 League Cup final. Yeah, but it's one of our <laughs> finest ever moments. Yeah. I mean, like you say, it's a long spell, 11 years not to win the Scottish Cup. And they did make quite a few finals in between then, just well, to did, go over yeah. the line. But <laughs> would you swap it for that one League Cup final? Yeah. <laughs> I guess is what I'm getting at. So, you know, a, a cup final against Rangers it, it is always a big occasion. And winning a cup final against Rangers... Is just such a sweet moment, but seven-one in a cup final against Rangers. Just can't believe it. You think you talk about It's a shame you guys like Charlie Tully and you're really mm-hmm. mocking like these legendary players who maybe didn't play in the most successful era. But yeah, their medical collections aren't great. Yeah, but they've still got that. You know, they've got those cups, which is lovely. You know, they're still part of our success, which is yep. great. They all they all count to it. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so then as I say, you're right. We did lost a few finals in the early sixties. So I guess I mean it could have. We were making finals. Yeah. Just, um, I mean, you've got the 61 final, for instance, that Jock Steen was a manager of Dunfermline. Yep. Um, and, I mean, obviously, Jock Steen was a football genius as a manager, Completely. so there's maybe no shame in losing that, in that <laughs> yeah. particular game. But they were still getting there, they just couldn't get over the, go over the line. Same yep. again, 63. Yep. Um, and we were finishing like, mid table as well around this time as well. It's kind of, you know, 7th, 8th. Yeah, I mean, it's not the place. Yeah. yeah. But then, as I say, you know, 1965, everything kind of changes mm. and the. Uh, I know we'll probably come on to talk about this in a moment as well, but uh, very much the start of an era, uh, the, you know, the Lisbon Lions, Jock Steen coming in um, that season, we win the, the 65 Cup. A um, couple of years later, we all know what happened, uh, 1967, the only Scottish Cup which forms part of a quadruple, beating Aberdeen 2-0 to obviously round off being European champions, league winners, league cup winners as well. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, it's, it's a good season. Yeah, it's up there. <laughs> um, and then closing out the, the decade, um, another treble actually, 1969, 4-0 against Rangers. I watched the footage of that game recently as yeah. well. It's, I mean, it's some hiding. Uh, that, <laughs> 4-0 in a cup final. I mean, 7-1 obviously is one thing, but even 4-0 in a cup final against Rangers, that's a, that's a great win, especially because, you know, Scottish Cup going for the treble. Yeah. And they're all great goals. I think George Conley got a goal that day. It's just going down the keeper. It's... Uh, and to beat Rangers in the final, yeah, I mean, tops it off. There's just a magnificent football team. There's no other way to put it. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's right at the height of that that team, obviously Jimmy Johnson and stuff. So, um, and, I mean, that's our last final. Uh, sorry, that's our last treble until 2001, which I mentioned earlier. So that, that's that's that big. It's usually special. There. I mean, you think we're going to hope for a fourth one tomorrow? It just shows you mean these things don't come along that often. I know. It's, we're uh, living in special times. We've seen as many like in the last what three four years as. We did in the first hundred twenty year history. Ah, yeah, we missed out quite a few. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I'll move on. The next nomination I'm going to give you is actually 1988, and I, I debated between 88 or 89. Um, it's a couple of great Scottish Cup wins at the end of the 80s, but I'm going to go for 88 because it's part of the centenary double. Um, now, there's this talk about Celtic being a fairy tale club. And I was there the night we beat Barcelona, you know, the, the anniversary, the, the birth of the club and stuff like that. And it's moments like that are just so special. Yeah. And I think this probably qualifies for that as well. It definitely does. We were we were underdogs that season in the league. 
Yeah, you go yeah. back to the summer of '87. Yeah, they're spending a fortune. Yeah, chock full of England internationals and stuff. You know, the soon as revolution, yeah, it's spending heavily. We've lost a I couple of stalwarts. Yeah. Ah, you know, big big players. Are Martin McLeod, yeah, so left McLeod. Yeah, so you, there's a bit of I guess turnover at us. So they're just throwing money about, um, but. To win the league that season is, is, is magnificent uh, in the, the centenary of the club. And then to follow it up, obviously playing Dundee United in the final, I think. Dundee United, were they in the UEFA Cup final that year as well? Was it I that think it was the year before, I think 87. I might be wrong with that. I think it was 87. They were in the UEFA yeah. Cup final. Yeah. I certainly mean they're a top team at that point. You know, uh, clearly, yeah. I mean, so that, and obviously they'd won the league a few years before as yeah. well. So um, a really great Dundee United team. And they, they actually go 1 0 up in the final, Kevin Gallagher. Yep, relation to Patsy Gallagher. Yes, indeed. Yep. She have skied it, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he obviously went on to have a great career um, in the Premier League down south, and that as well, Scotland International. But they go one nil up, and then Frank, Frankie boy, Maca, Maca <laughs> gets a double. Um, so obviously equalised. I think was at seventy odd minutes, and then last minute winner, like scoring. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh yeah, love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile, unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer, new customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. A last minute winner in a cup final. When you're a boy, it's a fan. It's got to be very special, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And you, you've spoken about it. There's this proper handing in the sun. It is. I mean, it's just, that that's day, it's my, my overriding memory of that day. And I, and I can only, I don't remember, I was only six years old, so I'm not going to say I remember watching the game on TV, but I've got a vague recollection of the day itself yeah. and just, the glorious sunshine and maybe I've just taken that from the TV maybe I've just adopted that but you see the pictures on the TV and it just looks like you're in Bermuda or something it's like blue skies there's not a cloud anywhere it's, it's, it's how you picture cut a final yeah. isn't it because normally yeah. we kind of rain was that open um, stand yeah. of Hamden as well there's no roof at that point in the, the Celtic so it is so colourful and bright and yeah it's great I must admit I've I've often pretended I remember the 88 and 89 games in truth I don't I think I do. I think the first one I actually remember watching is 1990. I, I can't <laughs> remember 88 as an event because you had the centenary mm. yeah. and then you've got the garden festival as well in Glasgow. Well, see, I remember the garden festival in. and the big um, the, 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 the flower crest yeah. of, of Celtic, yeah. So I do remember that. So there's wee bits and pieces, I guess, in there, but I think it's maybe just clouded by watching yeah. footage of it. I wish I out to the semi final that year as well, though, the cracking game against Hearts and a 1 0 down scored twice in the last two minutes. All right, okay. uh, just to make the finals. That was that team's thing, wasn't it? You know, never giving up. You know, lots of last minute winners. Yep. Cool. So yeah, so that's um, the centenary double eighty eight in that cup final. There's my my second nomination. I'm going to throw in. Um, move on. So into the the seventies and eighties. Um, with again, you know, this is, is some great moments in here. The nineteen seventy one, obviously still part of the nine in a row team, uh, beat Rangers two one. Uh, 72 beat uh, Hibs 6-1 and Dixie Dean's ah, hat-trick yeah. <laughs> and you watch the highlights of that it's just it's just a fantastic team that late 60s early 70s team. yeah it really was uh, 74 3-0 against Dundee United 75 
3-1 against Airdrie It's uh, almost a bit of a shame That they lost the 73 final to Rangers Because they won five in a row If it wasn't for yeah. that <laughs> Well we're actually in seven finals in a row um, Yeah In that period it's, I mean it's, it's huge success You'd always take that I guess <laughs> like Five out of seven Getting to, to seven finals So it is a shame We couldn't have put I guess more successive ones in there But I mean that's quite a prolonged period of success Yeah well that pick in there a little bit to criticise One nine league titles and a European Cup back And another European final That really sticks doesn't it That was Yeah I think if I could pick anything it would be the Feyenoord game in 1970 I'd want to change from that period um, But yeah so 1977 another old turn final uh, 1-0 against Rangers And that's quite a, a defining moment as well I think that's it's Kenny Douglas's last game 77, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. see the television pictures again, there's Jockstein and Ken Douglish sort of congratulating each other at the final yeah. whistle, and you kind of just, obviously with hindsight you're looking back and thinking that was the kind of last moment of success for the, the two of them. Yeah, and it's, I guess that it coincides with the, the, the start of the, the new firm, Aberdeen Dundee United, a lot of Aberdeen success around that period, late 70s, early 80s, the Alec Ferguson team obviously. Um, but we still, you know, we, we still have our moments um, at 1980. Uh, the, which is another riot, another infamous one. Uh, but we, we won. It, it was only wasn't it? No, well, <laughs> well I, I won't get into that. But uh, the yeah, be, we beat Rangers one 0 But the game is obviously famous or infamous for the riot which followed. But as is at that game, and they said he he stayed <laughs> until like the final whistle after extra time, and they said he could sense that something was happening. So yeah. he just got himself out there sharpish like that. So he did see Celtic win, but he just like. Yeah. I'm not hanging around for this because something's going to kick off here. It's it's kind of weird to depend uh, because I mean there'd been several old firm finals, say obviously '77, even you know early '70s as well, and you wonder something brewing that mm. day. Who knows? Um, but as it's a kind of curious moment, and it's obviously the reason we can't get behind it. <laughs> game anymore. Um, Forty years later. Yeah, there's some great. Uh, I won't. Uh, ridicule myself with an Archie McPherson impression, but I think you do. <laughs> his commentary on the riot is just brilliant. <laughs> We're talking about another another wave now. <laughs> Not that I'm advocating riot in no. football, but it's, uh, it's, it's. I don't think Archie McPherson expected to get up that morning and commentate on like police baton charges and things. No, I know it's. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's certainly worth watching as a as a interesting point in Scottish football history. Uh, 1985, so that's that's our next success. We did lose a couple of finals early mm-hmm. 80s to say that Aberdeen team. Aberdeen actually won three in a row under Fergie and a couple of doubles yeah. in there. So. The 84 final, we lost, but we probably looks to equalise when we had 10 men, so they put in a decent, a decent uh-huh. effort. And the, who was it they get sent off that day? Um, is it Aiken? I think it was Roy Aiken. Awesome. Never, never a sending off. I just remember you talking about this one before. Uh, it's we not, talked it's about not sending off. Aye. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we talked about Aiken way back at episode eight, <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, you're, you're right. I remember you going on about that. Gordon Strachan was the one trying to get him sent off as well. <laughs> what happened to him? Aye. Um, that's right. I remember that that kind of knitted together. A lot of fans hadn't really forgiven him for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but 1985, a real iconic moment from David Proven, uh, the free kick two one against Dundee United. Uh, actually, I think that that's the day as well that there's the that, that's the day the protest about the poll tax. Is that that day? Is it? No, I think that's the eighty eight one, isn't it? Eighty eight. That's Dundee yeah. United as well because yeah. the Celtic and Dundee United fans with the red cards. Mike McCarthy refused to shake hands with it. Yeah, <laughs> just singing where you can stick your poll tax and stuff. Yeah, so. <laughs> good moments. Uh, but eighty eight, as I spoke about, and eighty nine as well. 
which I mentioned I could have picked 88 or 89 is the first proper final I remember yeah. I remember we had a TV set in the garden with my next door neighbour <laughs> watch that outside there's going to be a lot of that tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah 1-0 against Rangers nice, always nice to an old, uh, win an old firm final yeah and that goal as well is the fact that it never should have stood as well I mean, yeah. Throw it and it's clearly a Rangers throw. <laughs> That's right. He probably can just takes it anyway. The rest is like, ah, it's play on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so that, that kind of rounds off the, the 80s, I guess, bringing us up to that 95 moment you talked about, Mark. Um, I think we're going to have a next nomination from you, Barry. Yeah, well, we're going back in time to a final that you've already mentioned. So I just want to touch upon the 1965 final again. So. And you've like got you the programme from that day? Well, I've actually got the programme, the actual official match day programme from 1965 that my oh, yeah. um, fiancé kindly bought me a few years ago. So this is framed in my house, but I brought it along with me today just to highlight a couple of things. Is it, yeah, you've been talking about this for a while and I've been curious to get a look at it. <laughs> no, we'll come to it, we'll come to it. <laughs> but I mean, the 65 final, as you said, Celtic hadn't won the Scottish Cup for 11 years at that point, which it's just such a... A long period of time. We were talking about the barren years before, of six years between '89 and '95. But yeah. to go from '54 to '65 and only really have a couple of League Cup successes, albeit one was glorious, yeah. isn't <laughs> it enough? You know, and it must have been a really difficult time mm-hmm. for a lot of the fans. And in '65, the Celtic board finally make a decent decision to bring in Jock Stein. More than a decent decision, I mean the decision that's changed the club. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the league form that year was you know, was terrible. We ultimately finished eighth in the league. I mean, eighth in the league. Just, can you get your head around that as well? <laughs> but, I mean, Celtic have been in a few cup finals before that, we'd mentioned, you know, 61, 63. But they never been able to get over the line. And it was just, it was so important for, for Billy McNeil, probably more than anyone else, as the mm-hmm. captain of the club, to finally get that first trophy because he'd been there for a few years. And to, you know, to actually have some success yep. and that changed everything I mean first and foremost the game's an absolute belter I mean it's a 3-2 game Celtic come from behind twice Barry Old you know yeah. guy grabbing two holes and then McNeil himself grabbing the winner towards the end you know, cracking the header yeah it's a great moment uh, and from that point on I mean Celtic just do not look back <laughs> I mean it's I mean you can still finish finishing 8th in the league in 1965 and we're European champions within two years Yep. I, mean, I can't imagine anybody's ever done that before. It's incredible. When I mean, you talk about yeah. fairy tale, isn't it? I mean, yeah. imagine 65 thinking two years' time the guys just scored that one and goal is going to be worth in the European Cup. Yeah. It's actually it. something, it's like when you're playing Champman and you take over a team who are mid table but still in the Cup and you win the Cup, next year you win the league, and then next year you win the Champions League. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but that actually That's happens. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's probably the same players. <laughs> we were, we're struggling earlier on, just really good team was. Yeah. I mean, that, that team that lined up in 65, I think seven of the the ten outfield players, you know, played in Lisbon. Mm-hmm. So there's only a couple of couple of differences. And the other ones are like, you know, Yogi Hughes, who was basically a Lisbon line as well. Um, Charlie Gallagher, who's really a Lisbon yep. line. So I mean it's really the same team almost. Um I saw a cracking game and just pivotal in terms of Celtic actually becoming you no know, reborn and actually becoming successful. But the reason I brought in the programme <laughs> was just to point out a couple of things. So a lot of these old adverts and stuff in the programmes so cigarettes and stuff and the inside page you've got a part on the referee there's a few hundred words on the referee I don't know if anybody's who's doing the refereeing tomorrow is it anyway not well, sure say for instance it's Willie Collum would you be interested in reading you know 500 words on Willie Collum before no. the game no of course not <laughs> um, and then further on it goes on to 
list an itinerary of the actual Scottish day, Scottish Cup final day itself. So if you're at the Scottish Cup final in 1965, you want to get in at least an hour and a half before the game. It's none of this turning up, you know, yeah. 30 seconds before the opening <laughs> whistle just to try and grab the huddle. So event number one, uh, 1.45 to 2pm, the band of the Scots Guards doing their first performance for their pipes and drums. Event number two, you've got an invitation mile between at two o'clock, invitation mile race under the SAA rules. So I don't know what that is. So it's Scottish Athletics. Rules, or something what is that? Like a three-legged mile or something? <laughs> How do you have rules for running a mile? <laughs> it's an invitation. So presumably these are proper athletes. Just thought we'll just yeah. have a wee race around the park before the game. Event number three, you've got a cycle race from the Deal Take the Hindmost by eight riders of the Scottish Cycling Union. So I guess this must have been round the running track for a while. Yep. Event number four, gymnastics display and pushball match um, by the Scottish Amateur Gymnastics Association. Can I just say, I'd still win the pub. <laughs> well, you seem to actually know what you see the gymnastics. Nah. <laughs> and then event number five, half past two, you've got the school's relay race. So this is a boys' medley relay race from the pupils of St. Patrick's High School, which I'm guessing is probably the one in Cope Ridge. And then Lindsay Academy, Kingsridge Secondary School and Air Academy. And then that's followed by the girls' 4 by 110 yards relay race. And then you've got a further performance by the Scots Guards, so you've got more pipes and drums. And then event number seven, the teams come on, and then you've got the national anthem being played, which I presume was probably God Save the Queen at that point. Father Scotland, wasn't it, I think, at that point. No, so... I don't know, that wouldn't go well down well. In these days, I wouldn't have thought it's not been nah. done for a while. <laughs> so. Do you think anyone went just to watch the pipe bands and left for the game? <laughs> Maybe that's for all those thousands so of people. Just there for the race. I don't know, maybe we should bring these things back for the Scottish Cup. It seems to be Scottish Cup final day was an iconic moment in the Scottish football calendar that they entertain people, you know, very much of its time. But maybe they could do that again, you know, make it a big event. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Cheers for that, Barry. I, I I do want a proper look at that. as I love old adverts and stuff, like punch magazines and stuff. Ah, there's like cigarettes <laughs> and alcohol adverts, which you don't see very much. Join the, the army. Join <laughs> the army. That's in there. I've seen really old media from the 30s and 40s, and like the equivalent of a hotline. You'd send a letter in. They used to go out people's addresses, like Mr. Smith or you're such a road Glasgow. You have to do, like, you can't do that now. <laughs> no, I know. You can just hide behind a Twitter handle these days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Cool. Cheers for that, Barry. Uh, so. Into the 90s, um, which, let's be honest, is, is not the greatest period. I feel like I've said that a couple of times already. Yeah. But we only, I mean, one Scottish Cup in the whole decade is, is pretty poor. I, think I went to the final in 99 against Rangers. That was a horrible day out. Uh, wasn't, it wasn't brilliant, was it? Um, but you know, uh, all changes, you know, as I have mentioned earlier on, 2001, Martin O'Neill, or 2000, Martin O'Neill coming in, winning in 2001. Uh, Martin O'Neill did add another two, uh, so 2004 beat Dunfermline 3 1, um, and then 2005 1 0 against Dundee United. I think that, that 2004 game, that was Larson's last game. Uh, uh, was a real Larson sad, was brilliant that day, uh, two brilliant goals, just a world, world class player. Yeah, we did a Henrik Larson special actually um, a few months ago now, so you, you'll still be able to get that if you look back for it. We picked out our 10 favourite Henrik moments. I think I think that's it's quite hard to do as well. That's the thing. I mean, that made it. That was in the yeah. top ten, but it was it's hard to get ten. Yeah, right. Because there's just so many. You like a top amazing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Might need to do a second version of that. I think. Um, uh, but yeah, so that Larson's last game, obviously, great great memories there. Um, the following year as well, the two thousand five one. Just skip over this. We won the Scottish Cup. Well, it's an, I, I kind of want to touch on it because it's it. 
we knew Martin O'Neill was leaving and obviously we just lost a league helicopter Sunday Scott McDonald and all that which is terrible Scott McDonald give him his due he, he, he helped it out later on <laughs> I'll so. be honest I don't think I've ever seen the 2005 Scottish Cup final no like I didn't see it live because it was in Australia so it was on like a different time but I don't think I've ever seen the goal that won it it's, it's just something that I'm aware of that happened Alan Thompson it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was great for O'Neill to sign off for the trophy I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I, despite what happened the previous year it was heartbreaking but it was amazing that O'Neill was got a proper farewell from the fans with success. Yeah, I think so. Um, and obviously brings the curtain down on the O'Neill era, then into Gordon Strachan, 2007, the uh, 1-0 against Dunfermline. Do you know who scored that day? Uh, Dumbe, wasn't it? John Joel Perry Dumbe, <laughs> yeah. It's one of these real oddities. And <laughs> it's a isn't it? <laughs> yeah, winning goal, 2007 Cup Final. It's it's only ball, about, it? Yeah, it's about five minutes to go or something. Ah, it was a early game. Yeah, it was a terrible game of football, but... Um, yeah, and then our next one's not till 2011. So you mentioned Lennon's words of, "This is this is only the beginning." It's actually a real poignant moment for me that once so my uh, younger brother had actually recently been diagnosed with cancer. Happy to say he's made a full recovery. But I remember uh, I was with my dad and my brothers watching that game. Um, it was just an awful day at Hamden. No, I was just <laughs> chucked it down. Yeah, raining uh, terribly. But yeah, it was just it was a kind of nice moment, I guess, for a lot of the family being together and obviously winning and. It, Say Lennon's words after the game were pretty bruising and stirring. You just felt like you know, were, you know better times. Magnificent goal from Keith and Young. That's my yeah, main memory of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it did feel like the beginning of something to because we only just narrowly missed out in the league that year. Yeah. It's it was, disappointing that league, wasn't but it was it? good to get the Scottish Cup because it kicked us on the next. Which, well, we won the league the next year, albeit there were some strange circumstances surrounding it. But we would have won it anyway. We were, we were yeah. comfortably ahead, I think. So, um, but that's obviously the start of the the, the current nine in a row. Um, Okay, and and then obviously Lennon added another one in a couple of years later, three 0 the Hibs double B Gary Hooper, another pretty. Ah, that was a great day. Front, that yeah, was, yeah, that's, that's a good one, isn't it? Twenty thirteen. Um, it's one of those tough ones where you score early and you just enjoy the yeah. rest of the game. Well, yeah. remember it was a Sunday, annoyingly you couldn't really overdo it because it worked next morning. <laughs> I did overdo it. Speaking of Sunday, there's a little staggered moment between the morning. It's a common theme here. <laughs> Cool. Um, okay, so um, that's I guess that takes us up to almost modern days. Mark, do you want to fill in? You've got another nomination for yeah, us. Yeah, so I'm going back into the, the distant mass of Celtic history. So this is a Scottish Cup final in 1925, which is known as the, the Patsy Gallagher final. So it was played in April, 11th of April uh, 1925, played in Dundee. And it's part of Celtic football this game because of a goal that's scored by Patsy Gallagher. So Dundee taking the lead. And Patsy Galco was 34 years old at this point, one of the elder statesmen of the team. We'd already, I mean, he was already a Celtic legend at oh, this yeah. point. I mean, yeah, he was a superstar, he was more than a legend, yeah. I mean, he was yeah. not all the world. So, we're looking for a goal, and Galco does his magic, you know, he's known as the Mighty Atom. <laughs> uh, gets the ball, dribbles into the box, and he goes down, and everyone's thinking, oh, good effort. But takes the ball between his legs, <laughs> does a somersault into the, into the Dundee goal to make it and sadly there's no footage all we've got left are like some cartoon no, drawings at the time there's yeah. some great uh, illustrations of it like uh, and I've seen a kind of animated one as well step by step yeah. I thought you remember Carton Cole tried a summer goal <laughs> <laughs> didn't quite pay off it was the same idea that's not how I imagine it's a Gallagher one I must say I've tried a lot of crazy things in my time at fives but I've never tried anything like that like somersaulting into the goal <laughs> in, my, in my head I've got it that it's like a proper gymnastic somersault when there's like a few triple twist and like flies into the net. It's, it's yeah. probably, I'm pleased that there is no footage of these things. Yeah, it was, you aye. want it just imagined in your head how you want it to be, you know. It's, it's uh, mythical. Goal uh, it's, of, I mean, it, it must be amazing for the, for the people there and saw that goal. And then 
Uh, Celtic went to win 2 1. Jeremy McGlory scores one of his rare goals <laughs> during that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plays with but, that. Uh, but yeah. I mean, he said Paddy Gallagher was a legend, but at that point, that, that was his fourth Scottish Cup medal. He won his first one in 1911. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was, he's one of these guys that are still talked about. You know, we, we love skillful attacking players at Celtic, you know, they play the Celtic way. Um, it's a great story when uh, Paddy Gallagher made his debut in 1911. Uh, Jimmy Quinn had said to Willie May, like, that's going to be manslaughter if you let him play because <laughs> he was so small and we know football back was a bit more robust yeah, well, and, yeah. and rugged. <laughs> so I was doing a bit of research. Uh, Patsy Gallagher was five foot seven. So a club plus Sean Maloney's five foot seven. I think it gives you a, a five-year high. Five foot seven? Yeah. Um, I thought I had more than an inch on Sean Maloney. <laughs> 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 but it's Brian McLaughlin uh, was five foot four. He was one of our smaller players. So yeah. I think Brian McLaughlin used to run around with a curtain basically as well. <laughs> 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 but that's the character. So I think in those days, I mean five foot seven, not exactly small, but I think when you're playing that type of football, you know, yeah. the muddy pitches, the big boots, yeah. um, to be a skillful player those days was incredible. Um so sadly we don't have an awful lot of footage from that game. In fact, we've got no footage from that game. We've got this kind of party style, you know, news reports. Uh, yeah. It's funny when you look back at that kind of era because there's, there's a couple of things which have survived. Uh, there's like Glasgow Cup finals, which mm. there's footage of. Because mm, yes. um, I think there's only, there's very few of Jimmy McGrory's 500 odd goals that are actually caught on on, on, on film. Um, it's, it's in some sense, it's disappointing, but on the other hand, it will maybe add to the. the I mean, it's really you have those sort of series yeah. because it's the quality of it, the frame rate, it's, it kind of feels. Like he's come from another world almost. It doesn't feel to recognise it as proper football. It's a good stamina, I think, Patsy Gallagher, and during a game when he's basically got one leg thrown over the shoulder to try and hit the ball. So I think that's just an indication of you know just how skillful he was. Yeah. I think we touched on earlier, these guys are legends, and because of their success and because of the hard work, we can still celebrate, you know, the fact they're adding trophy after trophy. So yeah. and you think I said Park Kid, you've got a lovely big banner goes around. You know, that is the story of the club, you know, the story of more <laughs> success. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Mark. Thanks for that. Okay, so um, we'll, we'll just kind of round off now. Just a, a couple more to go. We've got the, and I guess it's the last three, the last three years, um, and obviously the huge success we've had over over this recent period. Uh, Barry, you took us through the 2017 game. Lovely. Mm. <laughs> uh, a fantastic moment. Let's start again. I'll start crying again. <laughs> uh, the following year, you know, 2018, 2-0 against Motherwell. I was actually in Dublin for my brother Stag do. Um, remember watching it in a bar and, Temple Bar, the Badass Cafe, uh, big uh, celebration, big huddle uh, in Temple Bar afterwards. I mean, that was proper. I still remember myself and Mark went down to the stadium for the uh, top bus Paul Tom, that yeah, day, um, and it was just pandemonium, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> the only way you can describe it, pandemonium, I mean, it was, uh, I remember just running after a bus, I thought, I go in Manchester after a double day. So they got up to Celtic Park and then there were smoke bombs going off and the yeah. people crowding the road and then they're trying to get the Celtic way and... Nobody really knew what was happening, no. and then there was like a wee presentation at the top, just outside the stadium. But yeah. we, were, we didn't even know what was going on. No. You couldn't hear anything. <laughs> I, I just felt I've watched footage cool. of it. Yeah, it's just that because at that point, I think a double treble had never been done before. Yeah, yeah. Look where we are now. You know, it's unbelievable. Um, but last year, which seems so long ago in so many different ways, <laughs> yeah. But two one against Hearts and an Eddie double, the second, just an absolute peach. Uh, and, uh, it was quite nervous because they took the lead. Yep, uh, but obviously right. they got that penalty straight away to, to get um, back and, and I'm sure we'd take the same again tomorrow. Oh, I don't know, I hate going behind <laughs> in the cup final. <laughs> uh, hopefully, yeah. Well, no, obviously, well, 
Ideally, we would just have one of the Hibs ones I was talking about. We just go <laughs> yeah. early, win 3 0, that'll do. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything at all like that tomorrow, we'll, we'll take. And if Eddie can get in our couple of goals, we'll get to tomorrow. Kick on. To boys tomorrow. Yeah. Um, a hard couple of weeks, but. It has been a tough couple of weeks, but uh, you know the, we've we've had such a prolonged period of success, particularly in the cups. It's very difficult to criticise getting knocked out of league cup when you've won what thirty seven. Had to at some point, so I'm yeah, just yeah. thankful point, that we've had this period of success. Yeah. Well, you look at this uh, thirty seven cup wins in a row. Ross County, St Johnson, teams like this are your buying average Scottish football sides. If you played Ross County thirty seven times in a row, of course you're going to get beat once. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. this kind of it was always going to come to an end I think compounded with I mean, Europe's not been great this season we had our uh, bad luck somewhat with um, some of the Covid stuff as well but you know hopefully I'm not I'm not giving up on anything yet so wait <laughs> see where, where it goes um, ok so that I guess rounds off our our history in the Scottish Cup I think we're going to um, we normally end on a, on a vote so we normally each kind of propose well what's our favourite moment and then we'll have a wee round table vote so uh, Mark, do you want to? What's what's the one you're putting forward then? Okay, one well, no, I can vote for myself. Uh, not that I would have done anyway, but I think 65 is so important. You know, Jockstein's first trophy and just the period that comes from that is just incredible. Okay, cheers, Mark. Eric? For me, um, I mean, it's difficult. There's some great memories in there, and ones that I was, you know, personally at, and then ones from you know, way back. The 95 Cup Final holds a special place in my heart simply because it's probably an age thing more than anything else. It's yeah. because we had those barren years, because we were so young at the time and we hadn't seen Celtic win anything really. Um, and also the circumstances of Fergus McCann coming into the club and the club, you know, being run properly for a change, you know, and, and buying players. Yeah. <laughs> I think 95, and for our, guys of our generation, is probably the most important one because... I don't think the cup finals in 2001 actually happen unless we win something, you know, in that mid-90s period. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love it. So I'll kind of pick that as my, my favourite Scottish okay. moment. Albeit the game itself is awful and I wouldn't advise anybody to watch <laughs> it again. <laughs> Just watch the celebration. Yeah. I'm kind of... I'm Yeah, so obviously when we do this, the, the rule tends to be you can't vote for your own one. So I'm going to... I think I'm going to side... Well, with you both, I guess, with, with you, Barry, just to mark your nomination of 95. For largely the same reasons, I think it's it's very much the rebirth of modern Celtic, and it's the first one I really remember sitting, I watched the whole game and just getting properly into it and, and celebrating. When you see Tommy Burns, Paul McStay, Peter Grant afterwards in tears and just how much it means yeah. to these, these kind of guys, um, it, everything about it is fantastic. And you're right, since then, it's like kind of marker that mm-hmm. for the next 25 years... Um, yeah, but I remember, I remember watching Mace Rovers, my grandfather, um, <laughs> and I, I don't know where I get my nerves from, seeing him, and then he passed away, unfortunately, in April 1995. <laughs> so it's kind of special, that's really special, that cup mm-hmm. felt as if, yeah, you know, yeah, it was just, that's what I love about Celtic, is that we have a but we're all a big family, yeah. you know, and we've got so many special moments, and today, you know, raising money for charity. Right. It's, um, well, yeah. a group of people, the Celtic family. It is, yeah, there's been a lot, um, and, you know, we've, Giving you the episode today, we've covered a lot uh, in our podcast, and there's just some great stories which you, you unearth going back over Celtic's history. And we've got a, a few more specials, a few more episodes we're going to be doing coming up, hopefully uh, talking about more of these kind of things. But that that's, I guess, our Scottish Cup one today, um, and I'm glad we've got a consensus on. So we're saying 95 is. 
I think a lot of people wouldn't agree with that, but it's very much for guys of our generation and the way the club moved on from there. Mm. But that's that's why it's important. I mean, you could say you know, sixty nine beating Rangers four 0 was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know, twenty seventeen was brilliant, but. They're, they're just wins sometimes yeah. sometimes the significant the significance yeah, of what yeah. you actually achieve and yeah. what the club does after it um, yeah. sort of pushes up okay so I think we've we've got our conclusion then let us know if you think we're right or wrong obviously you can get in touch with us on, on Facebook uh, or email celticaz at mail.com um, I've, I've really enjoyed that today it's been good and it's been great to be part of this um, this wonderful weekend which Celtic State of Mind are, are putting together um, I think we were approaching 12k on the, the GoFundMe, so I think we've maybe just about hit that. Um, obviously, anything anyone can and give would be wonderful, and anyone who's already donated, thank you very much. Um, Rock Talk as well, our sponsors, thank you very much for, for putting that up yeah, for do some our work. session today. We certainly do. Um, all very much into mental health charities. So um, I really enjoyed that. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, yeah, Barry. Great Thanks, fun, thank you for listening as well. Yep. Enjoyed it. What's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything, but losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.